Welcome to the Strip Town Know Nothing Podcast, focusing on the bare naked ladies. That's right, from finish to start, from I know to stomach versus heart, we're... It's all been done! The podcast. I'm Saker, and I'm Blue Labu Di Labu Da. <laughs> I'm Evan, and that's not what they say. What do they say? I'm blue. If I were green, I would die. If I were green, I would die. What? Yep. They definitely sample right here. I'm So you've heard that they say, I'm blue, la boudi, la bouda. Yeah, it's overdubbed, but they definitely say, I'm blue, if I were green, I would die. This is a whole Yanny Laurel thing. Wait, what? Yanny and Laurel was like a month ago. You're still talking about Yanny and Laurel? No, I'm talking about it because it's fucking relevant. <laughs> relevant? Jesus, you are an old man. You reference Cindy Lauper and Yanni and Laurel. The hell is wrong with I'm you? Not, Yanni live at the Acropolis. When you hit your age, when you're in your mid-40s, you just I am in like... my mid-30s. <laughs> Mid? Uh, Mid-ish. <laughs> Mid-ish. Yeah. I feel like yeah. I'm verging on my late 30s. But yeah. Yeah. We have a Bare Naked Ladies podcast. Whatever you were before, we're now both in our late 30s. That sounds great. <laughs> Basically. Um, yeah. Evan, what, uh, what have you been up to lately? Anything fun? Why do I always have to carry these? <laughs> All right. You know what? I have a bunch of topics. Let's talk about a thing that we went to together. We went to a Viking festival. We went to a Viking festival. It was a good time. I got to say, we, uh, you told me, hey, come to this Viking festival. We go every year. And for two years, I had something going on. Finally, this year, I was like, let's go. I'm excited. I have nothing this weekend. And you said, okay, we're meeting in the parking lot of this elementary school and we're going to do about 10 shots before we go to the Viking festival. So already it was kind of on shaky ground, but boy, oh boy, if I didn't have a great time. Yeah. It's a small free festival in Asheville, Ohio. I'm plugging it. Yeah. Uh, It's a great time. Uh, Asheville, Ohio. It's about uh, 45 minutes south of Columbus, and it's a great time. It's a small little renaissance fair, and they... It's fun to... <laughs> go, come, come drunk. Yes. Don't be an asshole. We, uh, we saw some great... We gave a lot of tips. We saw yeah. great little singers, and actually, I got a call the other day and from an unknown number, which I always answer because the mystery, the thrill of it. I enjoy it so much. I've been getting calls from unknown numbers, but when I pick it up, it's just someone speaking Mandarin. Is that for real? Yeah, and it's they called both me and my partner. And... And I, trans- I-, I translated what they were saying, and it's just numbers. It's a weird Mandarin number. And then I blacked out, and when I woke up, I was eating a Rally's hamburger. <laughs> and I just assassinated somebody. Yeah, They were like, like activation codes. Yes. And I'm sorry, you were saying something. Uh, oh, I got a call from an unknown number, and I answered it, and they said, Oh, hey, congratulations, you won that pewter mug you bit on. And I said, what? Oh, yes. <laughs> I had pretty much forgotten that there was a silent auction and it was, we went on Saturday. The thing ended on Sunday, the actual show. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm going to bid on everything. Cause we got a day and I'm never going to win any of these. And they were like, Oh, I was like, how much did I bid? I completely forgot. And they were like $5. I was like, Oh great. A pewter mug for five bucks. That's great. I was like, so what do I, do I, I don't pick it up. Do I? Asheville's like a, an hour away. They're like, we can ship it to you for $13. I was like, well, I just paid $20 for this pewter mug that I didn't really want. Yeah, I remember drunkenly bidding on a lot of stuff at the Simon auction, too. Yeah, it's, we did. I love the Asheville Viking Festival because it's so... It's so humble. It's like a humble, a very humble festival. Very There's humble. a lot of people who they're, they're just there to entertain. They're, I mean, they're not getting paid. They're volunteers. But then you come, you come, you get drunk, and you have like a bunch of $1 and $5 bills and you just tip everybody. It's like, I feel like an adventuring party coming back from a dungeon. Right. right. And you're like, come to a small town. You're like, I'm fucking loaded with dragon gold, motherfucker. And you're just like fucking making it rain and like ruining the town's economy. But yeah, they're all, they're all so nice. It's true. If you are an unnamed friend of ours, who I don't actually think listens to the pod, you are definitely an adventurer coming back. Last year he said, I'm going to buy armor. And then he went and he dropped hundreds of dollars yeah, probably around and dollars. an entire a helmet a breastplate a cape a, like he literally came back from a dungeon and said i'm blowing all my gold yeah so we're, we're drunks but we're jovial drunks who are spending a, a lot of money and, yeah. I, and i mean a lot of money is like 50 dollars right like if you're giving them, you're it's giving a viking them, fair a lot of yeah money. yeah it's all they're, relative. They're, they're all happy to see us and they remember us from year yeah. to year so the food was good the food was really good you love that stew even though soup is barely a food stew passes the smell test <laughs> uh yeah it was a good time we should uh, go to more fests. We shall. What uh, What other, do you think there's, there's the a... the Lithopolis Honey Festival. I want to go, but I feel like we need to go to more themed 
Like, I want to go to a pirate fest. Is there, are there other time there's a Harry travel? Po- there's a Harry Potter fest in Kent, Ohio. That's, why are we not there Because right it's now. like a two and a half hour drive. Kent? Is it that far? Kent, it's like up by, it's up by where we're from. Yeah, it's I know where it down. is, but I guess it is two and a half hours. Um, what, uh, what, um, you know what's really, You know what's really interesting to our listeners across the country and the globe? How far things hearing, are Hearing from... about small <laughs> yeah. themed festivals in central Ohio. <laughs> let me just, let me just uh, stop you right there. So we're here to talk about crazy. (laughs) God damn it. If you want to hear crazy, here's a sample of the song. I climb the walls of my mind just like climbing on a jungle gym. I am more than content with the state of mind I'm in Cause I am crazy Crazy, crazy, just like you I am so crazy Dude, I'm just gonna, I'm not even asking you what you thought Straight off the bat because this opening to me is so weird Listen to it one more time Okay, so this opening, I feel like to me, it sounds like degraded, like it was recorded on tape and then it like moves into a sort of digital and it pans from like left to right for a second. It's just real. Yeah, I was saying it was this, the sound quality just sounds different. Yeah. You know, like our recording sounds different from episode to episode. Right. <laughs> and, and you know, they're recording this in actual studio. So somebody, they, they, it, there's a, they had to have mixed this on purpose this way. Right. Which was very... Which then I thought later, me, later meaning literally right now, maybe it's meant to make you feel like, am I crazy? Like, or is it like, it fits with the theme. Yeah, they sounded sort of hollow, like in, like they were recording in a cavern yeah, or something. it was cavernous. It was very strange. This one has a, a, a very different sound. Mm-hmm. And it's Ed fronting. Like, uh, yes. There's a, I feel like Stephen Page fronts most of the time, but yeah. Ed, Ed fronts on this one. And yep. I remember I read the lyrics. Like yes. I always do, just read through them, and I'm like, okay, this is about mental illness. It's kind of, kind of okay. And then uh, I'm like, I clicked on the YouTube link, and I'm like, how the fuck is this song five minutes long? Like, yeah, the I thought, and I thought they were me singing real slowly, and they just like burn through it. Yeah, this this song is like the credits of Gordon. Yeah. Oh it's my like god. A, it's like a clip show episode. That's a at great the end of the way season. To think about it. Yeah. yeah. And especially, I mean, we'll get to it at the end, but it's. Literally, I, this is the fourth time I said literally in this episode, and I know I'm going to get fucking reamed for it. But uh, it's literally the Kim show, because at the end of the episode... Five. They say they they do a little musical. They play part of Hello City. Yeah, so Hello City, Goodbye City. I really liked that. I thought it was super weird. Like, what a strange, strange callback. So, no, are- it's perfect. It's like I said, it's the it's like a clip show slash credits slash, and they do outtakes. Yeah. So they're they're sort of anticipating like the modern, well, not even the modern movie. I know Jackie Chan did it back in the day, but it's um, bloopers. Bloopers. Yeah. Yeah. I want to talk about those. Do you want to talk about the bloopers now? No, no. Let's just we'll, we'll get to them. So yeah. So but I thought when they do the the the. Uh, uh, Hello City riff at the end. They do the same thing that I hated in grade or in uh, box set, where they they don't have a natural way to transition to it. So it's like crazy fades out while the beginning of Hello City fades in, and then fade. They're like, I would love to play Hello City, but let's just like play an old clip of it that we already have. I was thinking like, more of it as a transition between crazy and then they get into the credit sequence. Yes. Yeah. And again, this is this is something you can do in an album format that you couldn't do in the modern day sort of mp3 era and i'm not i'm not saying one is better than the other but to i guess you could release something as a album but that doesn't mean everyone's going to listen to it in the order order that's intended you could never do bloopers on a cd nowadays because people would be upset because when they shuffled they'd randomly get this like (laughs) fucking uh, either a track or you make the bloopers their own track and people hate it or you make Uh this track five minutes long and people like are sitting through a you know 30 seconds of silence although the bloopers come pretty quickly at the end of this track we're rolling, man. That is the tape. Sometimes I prepare a soup that's made with monkey. Bad. Just cheese, you know. Um, let's talk about the bloopers right now. Why not? Show enough. I love it. I love it. I do 100% miss bloopers at the end of movies. The fact that they still do them. Do they? 
I haven't seen... What's the last movie you saw with bloopers in it? Uh, what, the Marvel movies. Those aren't bloopers, you ding-dong. <laughs> As a post-credits... Do you think when Thanos is like, I'll do it myself, <laughs> Josh Brolin, like, improv that and the whole crew is laughing? Yeah. And then they CG'd the They're whole like, we gotta thing. do it. We gotta put this in the movie, you man. dumb shit. Nick Cage, no good, very bad day. <laughs> um, but, no, I mean, I can't remember. It may have been a Jackie Chan movie in 1995, that had, you know, him fucking up stunts. They still do it. They, like, they did them in the Toy Story movies, didn't they? And the, Toy a... Story? Yeah. Another movie where they had to CG the whole thing? Yeah. I remember there being Toy Story. I, because oh. I've watched them relatively recently, having but a young I child. I think those, but... are, those are meant to be, like, planned bloopers. Like, hey, weren't bloopers fun? Let's pretend that these are bloopers. Right. And... So I don't think those are real bloopers. Okay. But a lot of these... I'm, I, 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 I guess you're right, I don't Sager. mean to... Sh- <laughs> I guess you're right. Bloopers are a thing of the past. I'm an old man. Also, I'll Toy just, Story was from 1997, could you, could you, so you are an old could you, man. Could you wheel over my wheelchair? I need my, it's my time for my insurer. All right. Candy, let me insure you that bloopers are dead. Okay. Um, yeah, this... Listeners, please... Cal, in particular, <laughs> since Saker's so wrong, um, please tell us all the, all the bloopers. Yeah. I uh, want a complete list. He's a and I want boy. them. I want them to... Go to Saker and not me. Okay, just at Ben Dunpod. Evan won't ever see them because he doesn't engage on social media. Uh, whenever I hear the name Gordon now, and every time we've said it during the course of this, because this this album was such a formative piece of my childhood, mm-hmm. I always hear Gordon, King Gordon. Gordon, Gordon, yeah, Gordon, King Gordon. Like, Speaking of which, yeah, I actually that was that was when all the pieces came together for me. Okay, uh, King Gordon. Yeah. Uh, the only person I could find was John King Gordon. Uh, okay. He was a, he's a Canadian. He's a famous Canadian. Oh, for real? Uh, yeah. He's like an editor. Uh, he was a diplomat. Um, he was an academic. He was, he was a um, Christian. I think he was Presbyterian or he was, it was a fundamental in the fi- founding of the, uh, like the United Can- Church of Canada, which okay. is like, like a big Protestant church that has like Presbyterians and Methodists and whatnot. In right. it. But he's, and he was just an all around good person. Like right. he was an ethical socialist and, um, like went and worked in the UN uh, as a, what was it? Let me see. I got it in my notes somewhere. Uh, this is going to be riveting. I'm sure. Human, human rights office of the UN. <laughs> so there you go. So fuck off. <laughs> but uh, it made me think. Like, is Bare Naked Ladies a Christian rock band? Uh. Capitulate everything. Uh, <laughs> all right. Go over your well, your PowerPoint. I don't really have a PowerPoint. I was just okay. kind of throwing it out there. But here's what it made me think. Uh-huh. So if Gordon is John King Gordon. Uh huh. Uh, it would make perfect sense because the Ballad of Gordon is about social justice, right? Yeah. It's about an alien that comes. So, so I feel like, and I feel like a Canadian would know John King Gordon more than an American would know John King Gordon. So, right. if we have Canadian listeners, please uh, tell us a little bit more about him, if he is a thing. I mean, he won like the he's like the Order of he won the Order of Canada, which is like the Medal of Honor. Oh, uh, really? Not the Medal of Honor, but you know, whatever the American medal is to give to yeah, citizens. Yeah. I'm sure you're really, really interested to hear more of his yeah, history. Absolutely. I read a 500-page book on him. Did you? Like, for this episode? Yeah, it's uh, Growing to One World, The Life of J. King Gordon by Eileen Janzer. You read a book for this episode? Yeah. I Are mean, you serious? It was a history book, so I didn't read the whole thing. Oh. Wait, what? Uh, in grad school, you learn how to read... In history <laughs> grad school, you learn how to read a history book. I had a professor once uh, pick up a history book, mm-hmm. and he held it up sort of by the by the pages, Yeah, and he pull out the intro and he pulled out the conclusion. Then he had them held the middle. He said, this is the good part. This is what you need to know. Like he pointed to the intro. This is the good part because he lays out, they lay out their arguments. The conclusion is where is what you need to know, which is what they're actually arguing. And this in the middle is all shit. Really? So he's like, read the intro, skim the rest of the book and then read the conclusion. This was a professor. Yeah. And then he held out his hat and said, I just destroyed a book. I can't afford that. I need you to give me some money. now." <laughs> Uh, He's a Chinese history professor. Oh, so. okay. But yeah, so I, I read the intro. I skimmed 500 pages, and uh-huh. then I read the conclusion. Okay, all right. So, he had an interesting life. Yeah, it sounds very interesting. He lived in what? a place called Birkenkrag. Ooh, that's where the aggro crag came from originally, right? And they chopped off pieces of it for guts? It was a Sco- it was named for birch and stone. It's a <sighs> Sco- Scottish word. Great. You know what improv is, Evan? It's called a yes and. If I say your blood is ban- bananas now, you say yes and. I'm it's an apple boy. Craig. But here, let us take us back. So he's a, he has a, he's a Scot. He's Presbyterian, which is a Scottish faith. Uh-huh. Uh, bagpipes, bagpipes at the end of this song.
okay. you think of the bagpipes? Uh, I okay. So so I was just taking us back. I wasn't like making an argument. Sure. Well, but I think Gordon is John King Gordon. Well, I think if you're saying King Gordon, I think that's interesting, and I didn't know that, and I should have done some more research. Yeah, you should have. How shouldn't you? you? Should have read a 500-page book. Yeah. <laughs> but I think he just I mean, went into like a a little beatbox. <laughs> Uh, I think- John King Gordon, and I'm here to say I'm doing things the ethical way. I'm a socialist boy. <laughs> I think King Gordon is, is clearly, by the end of this album, uh, Gordon, who we've decided for sure is an alien and not King Gordon, has enslaved Earth. I think he's he's grown tired of all these strange Earth things. He doesn't know if he should strangle you or kiss you. So he just says, you know what? I'm going to enslave Earth. And the next album is Earth Under King Gordon's Rule. So he's a dictator, but a benevolent one. Do you wonder why the next album is called Maybe You Should Drive? <gasps> it's because we've handed the reins of Earth over, over to, to King, King Gordon. Gordon. Here we go. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So- all right. We're already constructing this. <laughs> the next- We're already constructing the narrative of the next album. <laughs> the next Sight album- unseen. <laughs> the next album is Earth Under the Rule of an Alien. Uh, and alien overlord who kind of dictates the rules well, everybody would like a dictator if the dictator followed their own social and ethical for sure yeah so i mean i don't think john king gordon as an alien would be a bad dictator he'd be like uh everyone's a socialist now ethics oh and then everyone's christian too yes. Whoops. yeah <laughs> <laughs> although i don't think he was a pro- he proselytized his dad did his dad was like a uh, I'm sure you're really interested you're to hear. You're so excited. I'm interested. I read a 500 fucking page book. Yeah, you skimmed a 500 page book. Let's be real. Uh, I'm disparaging your research. <laughs> Why? Thank you for doing so much research, Evan. You're such a good man. His dad was Charles Gordon, who went under the, the pen name Ralph Connor. And he was like a missionary to Western Canada, a Presbyterian missionary to Western Canada. And he wrote like a bunch of like Canadian Westerns oh. about missionaries going to Canada. And they were like thinly veiled uh, right, Catholic right tracts but they were they were well they were well liked uh in the time because it's just like life is so hard on the canadian frontier yeah i'm a missionary just trying to do god's work yeah but they had like a bunch of really insane names and i don't know in my notes where i wrote them down sky pilot why don't you tuck into that big black thing on the table sky pilot <laughs> was one of them postscript to adventure oh i like that one a lot yeah so there's a bunch of them uh, interesting. That's that is. I I I don't know how I can I give more information about that, but I think that you've definitely hit the nail on the head. I mean, if if you're a Canadian talking about King Gordon, it has to be the King Gordon, John King Gordon, John King Gordon. Absolutely. Let's let's run back to the bagpipes for a second. He was a Rhodes Scholar. Uh, was he? Yes. Uh, I don't I don't mean to to talk Radiohead again. This is not the Radiohead cast. But Evan, are you familiar with? He won the Pearson Medal of Peace. I'm about to pierce you, son. Uh, have you ever heard the song Paranoid Android? Uh, once, maybe twice. Paranoid Android Does is... Does it go, Paranoid Android! <laughs> That's the chorus, yes. Oh, do- is it? No, it doesn't fucking go like that. <laughs> But uh, it's Radiohead had three different ideas for songs, and they mm-hmm. said none of these are a whole song. We're going to think of a creative and clever way to tie these three threads together. And so the sh- songs that move shifts and kind of grows and, and mutates into these three things. Mm-hmm. Crazy, the first half of Crazy is an entirely different song than the second half of Crazy. Yes. The first half of Crazy is good, and the second half of Crazy is bad. <laughs> so you're talking about after the lyrics end. Yes. Like the actual song. Well, it's not the same song. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's a good song that turns into a bad song. But they they tied it doesn't it turn up. into anything. It ends. They they And tie... then then the book end comes. <laughs> it's 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 under one roof, so we have to judge this song as a whole. We can't so, say okay. it's two songs. Let me ask you this. If there is as was very common in the 90s, a secret song at the end of an album, uh-huh. separated by a couple minutes of silence or even a second of silence. Right. Would you consider them the same song? No. Okay. So, but these are not, there's no silence. The song literally just goes into the next part of the song. I think there is a definite distinction between <laughs> My, the two halves of the track. Jaw just cracked because I opened it so wide listening to your bullshit. <laughs> there is a distinct separation, but they don't stop. They don't so, pause. It's one song. Here's my question. Yes. When they, so perform, when they perform crazy. Yes. In concert or in a session, a bathroom session, you would say. <laughs> Does Ed, when he's singing his little guitar with his little guitar, does he just like 
when the crazy song is over, does he just go into like, I had a million dollars, I call my friends in Scotland, which is where Jay Corden King's family was from. But uh, No, when he does the bathroom session, which yes, you looked it up on YouTube, he plays the first half of the song. I am feeling sitting so pretty right now in my wheelchair with my back brace. He plays the first half of the song and then he stops because that's the good part of the song. That's really the, it's revisionist history. You can't play the second half of the song live. But on the album, they clearly intended it for it to be one song. So they can't, they couldn't go into some sort of extended interlude where, where he would just go boom, 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 and then start giving out quotes like, uh, yeah. <laughs> "Oh, he had to be the best." On so the say if they were, say if they were ending a uh, a concert with this song, they couldn't just do like a reprise of the various songs they did before, or like do a little bit, a couple more outtakes. That's not what the song. Is. If that's right, what the song, they were don't on do Gordon, that because it's a different fucking song, Saker. It's not a different <laughs> song. It's this. Oh, I've never been angrier at you during the course of this podcast. It's one fucking. I'm gonna play the part right here where the lyrics stop and the next part of the song comes in there's no pause it's the same song it's the same melody except they stop singing and start putting in random fucking sound clips from bullshit tv shows audiobooks do you hear that it's one song so listeners if you think it's one song, oh my god! Hashtag one it, it one song. Saker or Evan? It, Evan is wrong. Okay, one song. Evan wrong. <laughs> one song. Evan wrong. If you think it's two songs, say two song. Saky wrong. Saky wrong. <laughs> Those are your two hashtags. How do you spell Saky? S A K I E, of course. I was gonna do S A K Y Y Y. All right, like Kashyyyk. All right, S A K Y Y Y wrong. <laughs> the homeworld of the Wookies. Oh, very good. No, I I hate the. Second half of this one song. It starts out... You with, don't like the other song. <laughs> this, now I know what it feels like to be asked if I have anything to plug. This is a nightmare. <laughs> they started off with these random ass bagpipes that sound like garbage. Or they're a callback to J. King Gordon's history. Maybe. But he's not mentioned... What? Gordon. King Gordon. Yeah, he's mentioned J. King Gordon. after the song. Right. As part of the, as the last, various, la the last thing in the album. So are they giving a hint as to what the, the album is about? I think so. <laughs> you think this album, not this song, but this album was about J. King Gordon? I don't. You are <laughs> being so elusive. <laughs> you are being intentionally Would shit. you say I'm being crazy no because i'm not ableist <laughs> yeah i i didn't like that i don't like the people use crazy to like to mean like sort of idiosyncratic this, as, rather than as, and as a pejorative this song is a product of its time yeah. i mean back, but i mean, mean stephen page suffers from clinical depression like his does he? yeah his struggles have been pretty public like he's been pretty public about his struggles oh, with depression that. yeah look at you big ladies fan <laughs> but no I, I am learning so much about them yeah i, I think this but song, you know who doesn't want me to learn about them who rye bread <laughs> fuck rye bread <laughs> no i like him rye bread come back yeah come back give us another <laughs> listen to this episode rating. where we say fuck you <laughs> um no i uh i but yeah clearly i think it was it was okay to say like uh oh we're i mean this song reminds me of a this is like the anthem of a boring person who thinks that like uh are you oh, talking yeah, about you, the, the first song or the second song the first half of the song okay uh, it reminds me of one of those boring people who say like, oh, you say, you call me crazy like it's a bad thing. Like, oh, I'm so, cr I'm so zany. Like, fucking like those people who are, think that being random is like a personality trait. Like it brings them like, Ed is just like, oh, I'm crazy. I'm not right. I'm super like crazy man. <laughs> like he's saying <laughs> I'm like, all night. Yeah, this is my personality trait. And isn't it funny that I'm so crazy? Uh, I just think that's, I think how I, how I read the song was sort of as a pickup line uh in a relationship yeah like everyone i've never met anyone who was in a long-term relationship who wasn't like yeah my partner's crazy but so am i right like and but our crazies match mesh and so that's that's basically 
I mean, people say it nowadays all the right. time. So I feel like that this is describing the only healthy relationship in the entire yeah. <laughs> album. It is, it is a weird kind of boring thing. I feel like that's a normie, like, your crazy match is my crazy. Or We're so it, lucky. It might be reaching out to say, hey, Stephen Page, because Ed is singing this song, right? Yeah. Stephen Page's backing vocals. Like, hey, Stephen Page, I know you've got problems, but all of us have problems. Like, Interesting. And that's sort of ableist, too. Like... <laughs> Oh, I thought you were going to talk into I was. Well, oh. if this is a pickup line, I was going to change the subject. Okay. If Please this go. is a pickup line, it's a neg. I, I feel like at, at one point he says, uh, I don't need your advice. I'm crazy just like you. Like, it's a weird uh, push-pull dynamic. It's like a personal neg. Like, like if somebody, it's like the weirdest neg ever. Like, you come up and you're like, nice shirt. Mine's worse. That's <laughs> <laughs> so good. Oh, my God. Oh shit! Yes, did I you want... just fall from fall from heaven? Because I'm really religious and scared <laughs> to see an angel in public. Also, I'm fucking ugly. <laughs> yeah. uh, did you just fall from heaven? Because oh, I fell God. off the stairs earlier and I broke my nose. This is totally not like a neg, but like one of those like milady guys who's like overly polite. And, uh, I and like guess? so, they're like, "Well, I don't think you would want to come home with a guy like me." Yeah, you know? <laughs> I guess. But I, I just like I don't. Is this a weirdly like? anti-therapy anthem like hey i'm crazy but that's all right we're okay we're all a little crazy is what he's trying to say and that's that's not a bad thing to say but i think linking it to actual mental illness is kind of rough well and that's i mean the word word crazy was different Mm -hmm. i mean it it could be saying crazy as in like the other definition was like extremely enthusiastic like i'm crazy about rye bread cocoa puffs cuckoo for rye bread yeah did you the part where he's just literally listing like metaphor like lights around but nobody's home at elevated is like here are things that mean crazy here are things that mean crazy like extended i went on a idiom generator <laughs> so here okay lights are on but nobody's home my elevator doesn't go to the top i'm not playing with the full deck i've lost my marbles the lights are on but nobody's home my elevator doesn't go to the top i'm not playing with let us say that we are framing this song as the credits for gordon okay. that's how i'm framing it uh-huh uh both both songs or the same song but uh it so if it is the credits for gordon the credits are usually sort of a, a sh- not not the best song in the movie right you're just sort of you're, you you want to you want people to pay attention to the actual credits so no absolutely not the over credits the credits song, you get the will smith rapping about the it's the fucking best song in the movie okay but you get Will Smith rapping in the 90s. You get Will, you get Adam's family, MC Hammer rapping <laughs> yes, out the Adam's family. You get Will Smith's raps. So you get a rap describing sort of the album. The album is about somebody who's young and has varying issues, either relational issues, mental issues, might have PTSD. Right. Uh, you know, they, they want a better life. If they had a million dollars, they want a better life. They want, you know, they want a Yoko Ono. They want someone, they right. want to be, they want to be not only have love, but to have somebody follow them around right? Worship, and yeah. be a John Lennon, like be popular enough. And John Lennon had mental issues, obviously yeah. he was an abuser. So, uh, so if you're seeing this as the, as the Will Smith rap about the Gordon album, I wasn't, but you, I think you made that point, but fair enough. So, and, and Will Smith raps are kind of, I mean, parents just don't understand. Wild Wild West. That uh-huh. wasn't actually Will Smith, was it? Yeah, it was. Or it was. Who was featured on that? I don't know. Set us right. Rick Todd Farson's going to attack. Do you know? Cool Mo D and Cisco. Cool Mo D and Cisco. Thank you, Rick. Farson Daily. Check Farson it out on Daly. Facebook. Farson Daily. Uh, so so what, what are you trying to... Did you have... Were you aiming for I'm, something? I'm framing this as the credits of Gordon. Yeah. Which means I'm holding it to a different standard than the album. Yeah, a higher standard, presumably. It's about the album, but it doesn't have... So the... Will the credits Smith. are like where you blow your money on something so that people will stick around to your stinger or your bloopers. The, there weren't stingers back in the 90s. There were... Were there not? Just outtakes, man. Yeah, but it's still. All outtakes all the way. You got Will Smith, you got MC Hammer, you got the ending credits rap. People right. stick around the for The ending that. credits rap, and then it segues into like some sort of musical number, right? Yeah. That everyone leaves for. Yeah. So, which is a different song than the ending credits you... rap. But I'm, so I'm arguing like five points here, but I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm framing this as the credits of Gordon. So I'm not really seeing this as a song, more as sort of just a, you know, a punctuation at the but, end of the album. But you shouldn't, again... Gordon was their first album. They had so much to choose from. And instead of making a Will Smith rap, they made a fucking, like, here's the instrumental version of the main character's theme that we just layer fucking wave files that we found (laughs) online over. It's garbage. The second half of this song sucks. It's, It's bad. I liked it. 
I wouldn't say that I would listen to it a lot. Right. But if I were listening to Gordon as an album, I would appreciate its place within the format of the album. I, 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 I guess. But, yeah, I guess. I guess I'll, I'll, I'm with you there, but thankfully we both made out our we're resequencing Gordon this week, and we both made out our resequencing of Gordon. And we are so not resequencing to, Gordon this week. Oh, we're not. <laughs> so I thought we were doing it. I got my resequence. Like I thought we were doing it as a special episode, like a summation episode for the whole album. This is the summation episode. No, it isn't. This is the credits episode, and then we give the stinger at the end where we do our little brief. It wouldn't be a, a whole episode. Uh, oh, so, so, okay. so Saker is resequencing Gordon. Yeah, and you'll tell me if you agree or not. Okay. Okay. That sounds fair. Um, so here's the deal. I actually put on a good pair of headphones and I tried to hunt down each of the wave files. That oh, they thank you. I was so hoping you would do that. First wave file or first sound clip. Uh, go after them. Bring that helicopter back down, will you? I tried. I searched. That sounds very Canadian. It's, it, it sounds like it's from like an action TV show. Couldn't find any reference to it online. Okay. Second one. He was a quiet, long-legged, skinny man with a dignified beard and mustache. He was a quiet, long-legged, skinny man with a dignified beard and mustache. I searched for it. That, I think, is actually J. King Gordon. Is it, maybe? Yeah. It could be. But when I searched for it, the only match is a user from plentyoffish.com who quotes that line in its entirety in his dating profile. Is he, does he put quotes around it? No. Yeah, so he doesn't quote it. He just writes it. Like, I think he must be quoting Gordon, but it's so, why that line? Plenty of fish obviously didn't exist in 1992, but like, what is is happening? He is someone who very much loves bare naked ladies and wants someone to date him who also feels the great love that bare naked ladies. Possibly, but I'm wondering if they, if bare naked ladies and this guy from Plenty of Fish just went to the same location and are quoting the same thing without citing it. Oh, perhaps. But so maybe it is Jake and Gordon. Um, The third one, um, isn't there a house for me? I couldn't hear the rest of it. I'll buy you a house. Um, the fourth one, and the last one I could clearly hear, uh, Lentil was proud of his new harmonica and he decided to become an expert. That sounds like fun. It's from a children's book uh-huh. called Lentil by a man named Robert McCloskey. Uh, Robert McCloskey... I don't know anything about him, but Lentil takes place. You didn't, you didn't re- research Robert McCloskey? I, I did a little bit. There's not you a whole lot. You stopped at the first? Well, Lentil takes place in the fictional town of Alto, Ohio. Right? Oh my God. Alto, Ohio, fictional town doesn't exist. However, there is an Alto healthcare staffing in Dayton, Ohio. <laughs> you went down the wrong rabbit hole Which with is this. 88 minutes from here. Back to the future 88 miles per hour. Oh, never mind. Stephen Page was telling us that he knew about this podcast. (laughs) The time travel angle checks out. Every time we we record, I expect there to be like flashes of light and lightning outside. And then a a car drives through your fireplace. Um, Yeah, it's, I mean, I don't know what they were doing. It's a kid, Saker. We got to get back to the future. Like, what were they trying to aim for with these sound clips? They mean nothing. They're useless. So, okay. Yeah, defend. Defend. Fucking said, on guard, fucking repost, bitch. <laughs> I will. You have said many, many times that Gordon is about youth. Yeah. Not only a youth, but the bare naked ladies' youth. Correct. Ladies' youth. Ladies'. So these might be... How many clips are there that you could hear? I, I could hear four clear clips, but I think there's stuff in the background that I just couldn't get a so hold of. So what if each of these clips is one, a memory from their youth that they've put in? Okay, um, that if, checks out. Uh, I mean, we'll never know until we, re- we interview one of them. That's true. We do definitely need to interview one of them. Uh, yeah, Lentil was 1940, so it could be one of the books from their youth. Uh, I'm kind of down on that. And children's books are sort of, unless they're, you know, really socially regressive, children's books tend to stick around. Like, yeah. We're still reading, you know, Goodnight Moon. Yeah, that's true. Which has a weird place i mean there's like a, a rabbit going to sleep with a fireplace a child going to sleep with a fireplace an active fireplace yeah. in their room <laughs> pretty much a bad idea hey robert mccluskey was born in hamilton ohio just a couple hours south of here oh we should I wonder if there's a robert mccluskey museum might be he wrote up blueberries for sal 
I actually have that book. That's a great I've, book. I've never read it to my son, but I have it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, cool. Okay, weird. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah. So you think each each was handpicked by a lady? Well, I say they're probably like, hey, we need to put some. We're gonna put some sound clips in. Why don't we all just put in like what what we remember from our youth? <sighs> if that is true. It is so deeply, deeply coded because you can't make out the sound clips. It took me several, several so, listens. Well, then maybe that's the point. It's not for you. You don't put out a mass market album, your first pop album, that's your personal note to yourself. Okay, so they know that... I say okay a lot, but... Um, <laughs> so they know that... Your okay is your. I need to stall for one second while I compose a cogent thought. <laughs> yes, it's okay. my. It's my um. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> so they they put together an album, and an album you don't need every song to be a hit. They've got hits. Yes. They got million dollars. This they is got true. Brian Wilson. This they got Yoko Ono. Not a hit, but all right. Well, so yeah, it was a hit actually. I'm yeah, aware. yeah. So they've got all those. They got all these hits. They you don't need to bring it hardcore with every song. You can fuck around a little bit. Yeah. So, yeah. And then, so albums are a albums are a passion project in a way that modern albums that are just aiming for hits aren't. I think I, agree. I think previous al- albums or just you know when when singers or songwriters release a couple MP3s or yeah. something like that. Yeah. So and again mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not there's no value judgment in that. I'm just saying it's, sure. it's fundamentally a different animal. Yeah, right. I see what you're saying. Um yeah, that's 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 interesting, but I boy oh boy they just fuck around so hard. Like, I feel like, to avoid using the phrase gilding, gilding Lily, because I don't know if there's a Lily here to gild, but this is a this is a hat on a hat. Gilding the album. Gilding the album. Uh, gilding the albatross. Uh, I mean, this is like, it's a, okay, it's it's a good to okay, okay to good song, followed by two minutes of bullshit. Followed by fun bloopers. It is a Will Smith rap, followed by outtakes and bloopers yes all right fair enough <laughs> is what i was is i was reading it as yeah so i know they're, they're not going to this isn't this wasn't meant to be a hit okay and like we need to end the album so let's end it our way okay all right fair i mean it is it is a very very lady song these these like gradual building mm-hmm. beautiful harmonies like mm-hmm. it's it's the first half is gorgeous i i i i, I think there are really great parts to the first half um and you but, see you see sort of echoes of who the people that are about to become in this i mean ed sort of a rambling man in this song like he gives sort of a almost like a spoken word uh at the that at the whisper end. sort of yeah. yeah at the end and so so it sort of anticipates the stuff he's going to do with you know one week and uh you, so where you the think, spoken word rap and stuff like yeah. this you can see is what's what's funny is you can see uh, i wouldn't call them echoes but you can see sort of the roots of the musicians they're going to become in sure. this song sure, so sure, i feel sure, like sure. this song is far more formative than you're giving it credit for i don't think we never see the kind of 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 self-indulgent masturbatory bullshit that they pull in the latter half of the song ever again they don't ever like subject their listeners to no lyrics and random sound clips from tv shows for two minutes is ever that, again is that I, true Yes. 100% true. I don't know. I, I, don't, haven't, I, haven't heard, I, I haven't heard all of their albums. I'm trying to think, but I truly don't believe there's even any instrumental songs on any of their albums after this. Like, they, they, don't, they don't fucking pussyfoot anymore after this album. They, they get to the meat, and they stay with it the whole time. I, I don't know. So, you don't like this. The latter is, half. Which is fine to not like, but you're also saying it's objectively wrong, which I think is where you're going a bridge too far. I think it's a waste of time, and it's hard for me to imagine how, how you could see it differently, but I, mean, I respect... They could, they could have cut this out and then just put The Ballad of Gordon in, which what? I would have much... I would have, To be honest, I would have preferred that, because The Ballad of Gordon, I think, is one of my favorite Bare Naked Lady songs. Yeah, it's it's, it's It's on my mix now. I listen to it occasionally. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah I, I don't know. I I definitely think that if, I, if they were to go back, and I think the bathroom sessions kind of are revisionist history, mm-hmm. if they were to go back, they would make this song tighter. But again, you're seeing it as one song, and I'm not. So that's where we differ. I'm not saying you're wrong, although you are. I am now saying you're wrong. <laughs> Even technically, it's one song. You don't skip the track to go to the fucking instrumental part. But again, there were lots of hidden tracks in the <laughs> 90s. There's a space before a hidden track. This is one song. All right. Okay. Let's just agree. Let's just uh, now that I've broken Sacred out, I can remake him into anything I want. Let's. Uh, do you have anything else to say about Gordon or uh, Crazy? I mean, uh, I felt that it might be about a vampire, as always. Yeah. So, 
I j- very briefly, it was a. Uh, you just fucking shook your head and almost waved like this is a vampire. This is a vampire. Well, I mean, it's it's a vampire who's coming to the end of it or the end of its immortal life, and it's found sort of love with a human or something to that effect, or another vampire even. It's a vampire who has found love with another vampire. Okay. And it's sort of realizing that as an immortal, it has constantly felt different through this whole thing. Uh, so say it's found love with another vampire who it didn't make. So not there's not that creepy like child All right. father or mother thing. Right. So it's realizing that it's not so different after all. So it's finally making peace with its past and its future. I like that. It's a very sweet reading. Yeah. I mean, I drink the blood of the living Uh every night. Right. I am crazy by any like definition of the word. You know, I sleep in a coffin. Right. I I mean, it's my, but that's, that's a hard call to make because that's how it lives. Right. Yeah. So I don't know if he'd see it as crazy, would he? Well, I think he would because he's constantly surrounded by, I mean, it's probably not a clinical diagnosis, but right. I mean, if you, if you thought, if you were a person, a human who thought that they were a vampire and acted as a vampire, right. you would probably be put in prison and determined crazy. Like, sure. You would prob- so it's surrounded by this, this human society, which you can never be a part of. I wonder if this album all along Truly. was about a, a mortal who thought he was a vampire. And so this song, the oh. ending is really pulling the veil and saying like, Hey, I was, I was crazy. Like, but you know what? At least I had other people in my coven who were crazy. There's a with really me. good. There's a really good vampire movie that just came out last year about that, and I don't remember off the top of my head what it was called. Okay, but we'll, it's about we'll a, talk a, to a Marianne. Kid, a kid, and see she knows. yeah. Well, it's about a kid who grew up in the projects who thinks he's a vampire, but he's actually just a serial killer. Basically. Oh, Jesus. So, okay, terrifying. It's a it's a sort of it's a rough movie, but it was a lot of fun. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, interesting. Okay. Uh, yeah. I I I, I thought I thought this song was. Very, very strange. Anything else to add? Yeah, I liked what they're doing here. Uh, this song isn't going to stay with me. Yeah. But I really, I, I appreciated what they were doing here. So let's let's go ahead and move along. I, I want to, tell me if you agree with my reordering of this album. Okay. <laughs> so I wanted to keep 15 songs. There are 15 songs on this album. So I but you're pulling in songs from other albums? Well, the B-sides I think are fair game. The uh, B-sides recorded from this era. Okay. Because they decided they weren't good enough for the album. But That's I, fair. You know. That's fair. So, um, boy, and the B-sides for this album. Have you ever heard their cover of Public Enemies Fight the Power? Uh, no. It was on the Conehead soundtrack. Uh-huh. It is a nightmare. It's real, real bad. Like, the least essential cover of all time. Five white dudes doing Public Enemy. <laughs> like, ooh, boy. It's, it's bad. Anyway, um, so, okay, here's what we do. It had to be so weird, because they are they harmonizing on it and stuff like that? No, it's just a straight-up rap. If you want to see Roots of the Future, it's their cover of Public Enemies okay. Fight the Power. Fair enough. Which, apparently, they, they used to do live all the time. It was, like, one of their, huh. like, their hit live songs. I bet there was, a, there was a time and a place where they stopped doing it. Yeah, they probably realized maybe we shouldn't fight yeah. the power. We are the institution. Yeah, I'm not going to hold anything like that against them. No. Because they were young they were and young. dumb. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, as I saw this album, we're still in the age of sort of vinyl. Mm-hmm. Or at the very least, cassette tapes. We're tape. still in the age of vinyl. Well, now we're it's back com- in the age of vinyl. coming back. Yeah. Um, but we're in the age of cassette tapes where we have sides, mm-hmm. right? So I kind of ordered this album into two sides. Okay. So side one. Side one starts with... Side one is where we're begun. <laughs> uh, side one starts with Enid. You start this off with a bang, especially because Enid has that fake out, that head fake opening that I really love. The Depeche Mode. Hello, city. No. Enid. That'll come later. Uh, so, but Enid, we start with the silence, the terror. And then we jump into Enid with Never, which super fun, energetic way to start off the album. I know you're not a huge Enid fan. I didn't mind Enid. Uh, oh, Austin Buck set. Yeah, 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 Enid's great. Uh, okay, so Enid we start with. All right, big, so you want to start with a, big a, a, a total, yeah, a total head fake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we should, but I think it's also a. Nod. But you don't want to end the album with a total head fake. No, it's a nod to what else is coming on on uh, on this um, on this side. Okay. Second song, the trouble with Tracy. So the trouble with Tracy. Please describe to me trouble with Tracy. I will do you one better, and I will play the trouble with Tracy for you. Is it like twelve seconds long? No, I'll just play a clip for you. Okay.
So, uh, Trouble with Tracy is from uh, one of their original demo tapes. Uh, it's from Buck Naked. Uh-huh. Um, it's, uh, I think it fits tonally, thematically, right in with this album. It's about a man who, uh, like, the trouble with Tracy is she never seems to do what she is told. The trouble with Tracy is she's not always under control. But it's like, it's a very, like, strange, mysterious kind of song. The lyrics are kind of more poetic than they are anything else. Um, I just, I thought it was... Better than a lot of the songs. I did take out some of the actual Gordon songs and put in old ones. It's okay. rough. I'm going to admit to you, like, it's a demo. It's a cassette well, I mean, tape. So, but if they recorded it in a studio. Yes. the har- There are harmonies on it that are a little rough. But mm-hmm. again, I think if they did the harmonies in a studio, they'd sound fucking gorgeous. Like, I really like Trouble with Tracy. I think it deserves a second shot. They've never done it again. So, I'm- so you're saying start off with Enid, which is about a bad relationship with a girl, then go to another shitty girl. So That's, just just doubling this down on this whole album is about shitty relationships with girls. Um, yeah, that's fair. Brian Except for a million dollars. Uh, well, yeah, well, yeah, that's true. Brian Wilson is next for me. Okay. Um, I think you put a hit at track three. That's where hits are supposed to go. All right. So we're putting Brian Wilson there. Track four. Uh, Lovers in a dangerous time. Mm-hmm. Um, have you heard this out? Uh, this cover? Nope. Okay. Uh, it's a Bruce Cockburn cover. It's mm-hmm. the only cover I would put on this album. It was their first like big. It was their first music video. It was the first big hit they did. Um, it's a great, great song. Um, and I think it, it kind of speaks to the idea, again, thematically, of relationships, etc., etc. And next you're dazzled by the beauty of it all. Lovers in a dangerous time. Lovers. Uh, then we go into wrap your arms around me wrap them arms because now we're getting into like so what's the pace of lovers in a dangerous time uh is it uh, sort of a slower song you don't have to play it for me just tell me um no it's it's actually it's it's kind of a folksy song okay so that would that would bridge the gap to yes wrap exactly them arms. wrap them arms yeah because i brian wilson is kind of dreamlike in some ways but it's more rock and then we kind of get folksy a little bit slower and then mm-hmm. wrap your arms around me so at the end of side one i kind of want to get like very ladies are not they're a fun band. They're a party band. So, but I know they want their introspection. So we're going to get their introspection out of the way at the end of side one. So that it doesn't leave a bad taste in your mouth at the end of the album where you're like, boy, that was depressing. That was sad. That was weird. Mm-hmm. Right? So we have Wrap Your Arms Around Me into What a Good Boy, into The Flag. Okay. Into the first half of Crazy. Wow. You're really... Uh... Hammer home. Yeah. Hammer home. Get it out of the way. Get their <laughs> introspection done. We don't need a palate cleanser. The palate cleanser is crazy. Okay. Okay, and we end side one with that. Open side B. Flip that cassette over. Hello City. All right, all right. Okay. I accept that. Hello City into box set. I know you're not a fan. You would probably remove it from your your reinterpretation. Uh, Side two is all fun. We're just jamming in side two, right? So (laughs) Hello City to box set to Yoko Ono. Uh Okay. Into I Love You. I I Love You was my one. I love you. I love (laughs) you. It was my one maybe cut from this whole album. Mm -hmm. I was like. It, it made the it made the cut into Ballad of Gordon. Okay, gotta have Ballad gotta have of Gordon. Gotta, gotta, gotta have put it. that on there. Into Bedside Manor. Bedside Manor almost finishing the album. Okay. Very end. Boing. Whoop. How can you not end the album with those? Uh, if I had a million dollars, I'd be rich. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> like it's such a good. It ends that. And then the second half of Crazy. <laughs> no, <laughs> but I did say after that, ten seconds, and then bloopers. We need those bloopers, and they fit better with "If I Had a Million Dollars" than they yeah. do with "Crazy." Yeah. Well, they could start with the "If I Had a Million Dollars" blooper, and then use that to segue into other bloopers. Sure, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I think that's how this album would have been a uh, a hit. That we'd be still talking about Bare Naked Ladies today. <laughs> They'd still be going on tour. They'd still be... <laughs> I think I just think it's it's the way this album should have been. And you know what? I'm gonna make a Spotify playlist where you can listen to my version of this album. Trouble with Tracy's. I'm going to make a YouTube play. I'm going to figure it out or else I'm going to cut this from the episode and you'll never have heard it. <laughs> and you listeners can tell me whether this is the correct uh, cut of the album. Yeah, I'll do that. Let's take or take you on a musical journey. Let me take you on a, a trip. It's going to be a good time. Uh, yeah. So what do you what do you think? Is that correct? Is that incorrect? How would you do it differently? Uh, I think I like all of it, except I would have taken out box set. Uh, what would you put in or would you have shuffled some things I around? Probably would have, I probably would have... Um, when you're making like a mixtape, which is how I think of albums, right? right. You're making a mixtape. You have like something you want to you want to convey. I feel like you don't want to just 
hit one sort of mood. Right. So you want to kind of like a wave. Like you want to get okay. you want to get happy, you want to get sad, you sure. want to get happy, you want to get sad, but you want to I mean you obviously want to bridge. And I think you did a really good job of bridging. I think I would have broken up that long introspective yeah thing four songs yeah it's a little with long. with a couple with a uh, either not even a palate cleanser where you're just jumping right to like crazy or something but rather uh, a song that is still a little bit slow but a little bit happier so i i like let me tell you what i cut maybe one of these would fit i cut grade nine i cut new kid on the block mm-hmm. and i cut blame it on me I probably would have put New Kid on the Block back in, okay. uh, and that would have been one of the palate cleansers because it's it's a poppy song, but yeah. it's not so po- it's not it's not grade nine. So it's not like, set- oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe so maybe you would you would have taken out box set, put one of the slow songs in the beginning of side B, and then popped New Kid one, on the Block. One of the slower songs, yeah. So I I think that I like starting side. I I would also put Hello City first. Yeah, and then probably started uh, side B with the with um. Enid. Well, especially, I think starting side B with Hello City, because we've just come from side A, which is all the sad songs. The beginning of Hello City has got that. <laughs> like, remember when we were sad? I forgot Now we're that. back in the city. I forgot that part. Yeah. I just sort of elided that in my brain. I, I don't blame you. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I think. Don't believe them. Oh, God, I love that. <laughs> so good. I, Gordon as a whole. Good album. Good album. Good album. How naked is Gordon? Actually, we have to talk about how naked crazy. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, we already we, talked about it. Did we talk about how naked crazy? No, is? we haven't done that. Okay. Uh, but let's let's. Okay, so let's let's fucking move. Th- you know what? We'll be right back with it's all been done. <laughs> hey, Evan. Yes. How you doing, buddy? That's my name. How you doing, buddy? <laughs> buddy. You didn't let me finish. Okay. That's my name. <laughs> so you were going to say it twice, and I only let you say it once. <laughs> cut me off before i could actually say that's my name my deepest talk too fast most sincere apologies evan that's my name that's my name uh hey evan yes what i was curious about is have you ever enjoyed pop culture (laughs) i don't think so no never never boy do i have a podcast for you it's called gbg guess what gbg stands for go back guys that's what it stands for it's about retreating it's about absconding it's about about leaving it's about how you know guys should go back to the back of the room yes we women and people of color have you know the floor for a second that's exactly right oh so it's a social justice podcast oh actually it's called the good the bad and the geeky (laughs) it is not not at all as interesting actually it might be way more interesting than what you suppose i don't necessarily there's no interesting rating either way it's maybe less politically relevant uh-huh. but more culturally relevant oh, oh no maybe no, yeah, I was gonna it say. could be either way I... well sometimes you need a break your brain needs a break yeah. from thinking about political issues and the good the bad and the geeky is a pop culture podcast that's been around for a whole decade a podcast 10 years old it's older than my son it's older than me it's older than eight of my sons <laughs> how many sons do you have you had them all two months apart i forgot you and your partner have a very strange relationship yeah you know evan sometimes there are movie and tv review discussions sometimes host nick argenbright just gives his thoughts in a short drive-by sometimes the cast even does live bits such as those they perform while warming up the crowd before it's all been done radio hours live shows always entertaining i personally deeply Hope that you'll consider subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. Will you? Will you? No. <laughs> I think this sounds great, but I have about 19 more podcasts that I can handle now. So, nope. Sorry, Nick. Well, I will give it a listen, Nick. Good. Because uh, I care about, you know, my local podcasting community. And unlike Saker, I'm not just going to throw my ears to the wind and listen to whatever... <laughs> highfalutin new york vampire podcast come trolling in the window knock knock let me in (laughs) i let the right ones in and only the right ones into your ears my podcast list is highly curated and i'm sure gbg would make the list you know what i'll give it a run i gotta find some time for it better i'm gonna question you next episode okay i will gonna listen uh all right check out gbg and all our other stuff at iabdpresents.com and you can also support the it's all been done podcast network at patreon.com slash iabd that's our network Bye. That's where we live. All right, and we are back from it's all er, from the commercial, and we're gonna spin the wheel before we go and do our rating this song. So Evan, let's see what we got this week. This week our section is 
Thanks, that was fun. So for thanks, that was fun, we spin again. If we ever spin thanks, that was fun three times in a row, we immediately and permanently end the podcast. <laughs> Sounds perfect. All right, let's spin again. <laughs> oh, thank God. Toe to toe. So we're going to grab another random song from the internet, and we are going to determine which song is better. So, Bare Naked Ladies Crazy versus Blink-182's All the Small Things. This is our... We're going to listen to a little clip of Blink-182's All the Small Things right here. Okay, so Evan, which song is better, Crazy or All the Small Things? So I'm going to say, because I'm separating Crazy into two songs, I'm saying the song, I know you hate me, but I'm doing this. <laughs> the, the, the song that is crazy, that is when the crazy song lyrics start and when the crazy song lyrics end. Okay. And then it, before it segues into the bookend, I would say, oof, gosh, I like... I like it, but I like all the small things better because I have a lot of nostalgia for that punky stuff. I, yeah. was, I was a punk in high school. Right. And I think I had nothing but disdain for Blink-182 because they weren't real punks. They sold out. Okay. <laughs> but now I listen to them. Yeah, they're, they're punky, poppy. They're high energy. Yeah. Say it ain't so. I will not go. Turn the lights on. Carry me home. home. Is it turn the lights off? I don't know. Turn the lights know. off. That's what it yeah, is. Yeah. In any case, no, I, I, I think that... All the small things is a great song. I wish. I think, and actually, it's about a really positive relationship. I was, I was gonna say last time we did this segment, I think we found two songs that were very tonally similar or uh -huh. thematically. This is the opposite of of crazy. Well, it's actually it's it's I, guess it's, it's, I don't think I think it's similar to the intent of crazy, which is to say we're all both crazy. You know, we get along. Yeah, you know, that sort of thing. So I think that that all the small things. Uh, you know, work sucks. I know she left me roses by the stairs. Surprises let me know she cares. Yeah. So it's about a really positive relationship. I, I feel like the relationship in all the small things is a lot more mature of a relationship than the relationship in crazy, which is just like, hey, you're weird. I'm weird. Let's get together. Whereas in here, it's like, you know, hey, our life sucks, but you make it better. Like, I, I don't know. I, I think that mm -hmm. I think all the small things is better musically. I think it's mm -hmm. better thematically. I think it handles the subject better. I think all the small things wins on all fronts yeah. for me. And I mean, I, I listen to I actually listen to a lot of there's a couple really early blink 182 songs on my personal mix that are just really awesome really yeah i'll have, okay. to, I'll have to find them and we can put in a clip yeah. or something like yeah, that yeah yeah i'm very curious uh cool so i think we both agreed that blink 182 beats the shit out of very good ladies in this yes. situation yes all right sorry bnl we love you Okay, uh, now we get to decide how bare naked or fully clothed this song was. Evan, as always we start with you what do you think so i'm gonna rate this as two separate songs because it is the crazy song is, I think, it imagines itself naked. What are you calling the second half of this song if it's not the crazy song? The bookend. I'm calling it the credits. You know you have to have two bookends. You can't have a bookend. <laughs> That's the first fucking bookend! <laughs> Jesus, go ahead. So, I'm imagining that uh, crazy, it's, I'd say it's, naked but it's naked like somebody it's naked with somebody and it's somebody who are in a long-term committed relationship and they, they're sort of just two late 30 year olds who are married or just in a long-term committed relationship uh -huh. having sex okay they're both naked both having a good time covered by sheets okay so it's a it's a, it's a uh for it's edited for tv it's so cinemax, sort cinemax. Of. so you can okay. see you can see flashes of flashes okay. of pale skin or dark skin and then you know just butts okay interesting backs and whatnot but they're not they've you know they put on a little weight yeah you know they're just comfortable with each other this is maybe the uh the sex scene from the room no it is not <laughs> I mean, it, it so is definitely not the sex scene gross from the ass. <laughs> just, no. just a bare pale ass pumping and pumping <laughs> into a belly button <laughs> oh god oh, so hot uh okay and your second half your one half of a bookend yeah this is the second half is the bare naked ladies as they're recording king of bedside manor Oh, naked. They're naked and exposed. You think the second half of this song is fully naked? I don't know. I am How much does you. How much does Andy Cregan's bass cover? So you think there's... Is his name Andy Cregan? I've always called him the Cregan. Jim Cregan. Jim Cregan. Andy how Cregan's does... the one who left after the next album. My mistake. Please edit this out. <laughs> okay. I don't, want to, I don't want Cal to come after me. <laughs> 
now keeping it in. The Kriegans. <laughs> okay. How much is the Kriegans base? I mean, they can't see everything, right? So this is naked like they are to somebody in the mixing booth. Okay, so we're seeing them naked they are behind not, instruments through a window. I'm not necessarily commenting on the bookend itself, but rather how it was intended. They are bearing their souls to us. They're bearing their younger, youthful indiscretions. They're bearing their outtakes. They're saying, oh, yeah, look, we fucked it up. We fucked it up. We're having a good time, though. So it's just about five friends yucking it up without clothes on, playing some fun music, <laughs> having a great time. So it's not necessarily even a comment on that uh, part, the, the bookend itself, but rather the entire album. All right. I guess. I guess. This song to me is... This song to me is Harvey Dent. This is one person <laughs> with two fucking sides to it, but one person. Both sides are pretty fully clothed. <laughs> I'm Maybe. Funny if he wasn't wearing clothes on one side of his body. <laughs> no, because even the first half of this, which is mark- markedly better than the second half, is still not great. I kept it on the album, but it's not great. It's fine. So Harvey Dent is wearing, like, I don't know, a beater and jeans on one side. And on the other side, he's got his full suit. But it's just, it's not, it's all right. So this song's a mullet for you. Yes, this song is party a mullet. Party in the front, or party in the back, I guess, yeah. in this song. Because they're just kind of, yeah, because they lose, they, they're just losing. Like, that's a party, though. It's you a party not, in the back, but it's a shitty party that you get to, and you're like, I don't know anybody here. Well, it's probably a great party, because a lot of shit's going on. It's crazy. Just like me. It's too loud. There are too many things going on. You're like, I just want to go home and play video games. Alone. Yeah, alone, yes. Uh, yeah, I'm with all my naked friends, but I'd rather be home alone <laughs> playing video games. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's how I feel about this song. Okay, time for some bare naked mails. If you have a piece of bare naked mails for us, you can email us at itsallbeendonepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, this piece of bare naked mails is a piece of bare naked mails from a man named Just Want Some Muesli. <laughs> Just Want Some Muesli asks, um, does it annoy anyone when they are referred to as the bare naked ladies? Michael Buble referred to them as this at the Junos, and I was like, he's done a song with them, is introducing them as new Hall of Famers, and he can't even get their name right. So I think Just Some Muesli, Just Want Some Muesli, is upset at the... The article, the, the article, the in front of bare naked ladies. So hmm. this is, I think, it definitely a a nit that he is picking. Well, I feel like it's it's the putting the article in front of band names is pretty common. Yes. Like I feel like that's a common thing to do. I mean, the Smashing Pumpkins, the Counting Crows. Do people call them the Counting Crows? They, they, when they're introducing them, sometimes, yeah. But, it, but there's other bands. I think when there's multiple words. Here's my. Here's wait, wait, my. Wait, 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 wait. Is counting a gerund? I thought it was a verb. Again, we're not using we're not using it as a, a figure of speech here or a part of speech. We're using it as a name, a proper name. Okay. So band names don't have to follow grammatical rules. Wait, so, is smashing a gerund? I thought it was a verb. But then <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. But then, you've got, <laughs> but then you've got bands like Smash Mouth. You never say the Smash Mouth. Uh, or yeah. Metallica. You never say the Metallica. I feel like it's... Because, it, because it's a meaningless phrase. If it were Smashed Mouth, some people might say the Smashed Mouth. The Smashed, <laughs> the smashed Mouths. Yes, the Smashed so Mouths. I, I can see being irritated by it because it's not their actual name and you should call people and organizations what they want to be called. Sure. But at the same time, I can understand why you would put a gerund there. Like, people always say the Ukraine, and Ukrainians get fucking pissed about it. Do they really? It. Yeah, because it's not Ukraine. It's just Ukraine. Oh, I see. People okay. always put the the in front of it because it used to be a part of Russia. Oh, okay. So it's actually not, that's not only wrong, but insulting. I because see. Because they're not part of Jesus. Russia anymore. Wow, yeah. okay. Huh, interesting. I think this does go back and kind of touch on something that we covered in an earlier episode, or maybe this was in a practice episode, where we talked about the difference between Bernie Ladies and BNL. Should they be... Yeah. Should people be forced to call them BNL? <laughs> Are they so ingrained into our culture? I don't think. I bet the band doesn't care. Um, I bet that that if if anyone cares, it's a diehard fan, and it doesn't matter. Um, I can see both sides of the issues, so I can see being irritated by calling you know, as a fan or as a band. If people called you the Saker, <laughs> <laughs> I would be kind of honored. Yeah, I mean, I do call. I, the, the, I do the, call. Jim Cregan, the Cregan. What about the, and I feel bad about that now. Your workplace, the Ohio State University. Yeah, they but they make you say that. <laughs> right. Which I think is very bizarre. I mean, it used to be Ohio State University. Then the I feel like the early to mid-aughts, yeah. they added the in front of it to differentiate it from, from OU. O- o- Ohio University. Yeah. yeah. Huh, weird. Uh, so just Where for, I also went. Yes. 
As did I. Yeah. Just want some muesli. Um, I think this might be your cross to bear. I hate to say it to you, buddy, but um, I agree with you. Try to grin and bear it, <laughs> I guess. Go on a grinning streak, even. Ooh, damn, that was a good one. <laughs> okay, uh, now's the time of the show where we read an iTunes no. review because you are such sweet people and you leave us iTunes reviews. Please do not. So this one is, uh, I can't read the whole title of this iTunes review. Uh, it's from a user JMSWDLY, which I assume is Jim Swidley. <laughs> he says... Uh, the title is B- read, B- read, read it as Jim Swidley. <laughs> Okie dokie. He says BNL. Okay, BNL is bare naked. L- dot dot dot. Five stars. As a longtime BNL fan, <laughs> I love re-listening to and actually thinking about the songs in a way I haven't since they were new. I appreciate the hilarious hosts and their wild theories <laughs> almost as much as I appreciate the music itself. Signing off, Jim Swidley, the right. crypto naturalist. <laughs> Is that Jim Swift? No, I think... Never mind. Is it James? I, w- I would have gone a very different tack with that. Oh, really? As a longtime BNL fan, oh, I love re-listening to and actually thinking about the songs in a way I haven't since they were new. Ace at stage I would read it like the King of Bedside Manor probably oh, speaks. Who is also I couldn't plus. help but notice that writing crop. <laughs> Thank you, Jimmy Swidley. I don't know who you are, but we appreciate it very much. Uh, if you want to leave an iTunes review, please do. If you want to subscribe, please, please, please do. It helps our rankings. It's very nice for us. Um, you can find us on Facebook at It's All Been Done, a Bare Ladies podcast. Uh, you can interact with other fans. You can... Uh, we post things on there. We also post things on Twitter, at Been Done Pod. We would like to talk to you. Um, we post funny, we don't post funny things. We post informative things. We post things. Yeah, I'll I'll post a link to that 500 page book. Perfect. Yes. And post a link to the Blink-182 songs you like. Uh, (laughs) I'm going to try to put that YouTube, fuck, I should leave that out. Uh, if there's a YouTube uh, thing in this, it's a a link. It's a list of the songs in my order, the Canon Gordon order, as we call it. Um, the Saker cut, the Saker cut. That's about it. We finished Gordon. We, we're done with the album one, Evan. Goodbye, King Gordon. Goodbye, King Gordon. I'm, I'll miss I'm you, miss little you. baby Gordon. Well, I'm really excited for what's to come. Yes. Uh, maybe You Should Drive is a really fun album. Or, no. Yeah, Maybe You Should Drive. Hey, what the fuck? Is it Maybe You Should Drive? Oh, my name's Saker. No. You're making rye bread Doubting right. Doubting myself. <laughs> yes, it's called Maybe You Should Drive, Jesus Christ. Uh, and maybe You a- Should Drive, <laughs> comma, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so they are a Christian band. <laughs> um. All right. Uh, the... Evan, how are your drains this week? Uh, not bad, actually. They're not plugged? Uh, I cleaned them out. What do you want to plug? Oh, you got me, you motherfucker. <laughs> I'm a little scamp. Well, I'm Sager. I'm Evan. And we'll see you again in... Whoa!